Hi everyone, it's Sarah Archer and this is episode 7 of the Speaking Club podcast. It's storytelling time again. Welcome to the Speaking Club podcast because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Hello and welcome to the show. Now this is storytelling part two. And as I promised you, in this episode, I am going to be covering off the hero's journey. Now, in the last episode on storytelling, episode five, I covered off a number of points, but mainly why stories are a critical tool for your speaking and business success and the essential ingredients for storytelling. And if you haven't listened to that episode, episode five, then I'd recommend you hop over, listen to that one first and then come back over to this one. Now, if you remember on the last episode, I said that one of the essential ingredients was the hero's journey. And in this one, this show, I'm going to break it down a little more. As ever, I wanted to give you a bit of context because I love to find out how things started and the backgrounds of stuff. And the hero's journey all came about in 1871 with anthropologist Edward Taylor identifying a common pattern in hero stories. Other people joined in with the theories, but it was a fellow called Joseph Campbell who came to the forefront of this sort of hero myth pattern in 1949. And he wrote a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. However, it wasn't until the mid-1980s when the hero's journey kicked off big time. And it was down to a Disney screenwriter called Christopher Vogler. Vogler was influenced by Joseph Campbell and he decided that he was going to take some time off work and him and his friend, he went to New York to see his friend and him and his friend watched tons and tons of movies and mapped this Joseph Campbell's framework onto these movies, including the legendary Star Wars. And he was convinced that the framework could be applied to film writing to almost like guarantee a blockbuster. He came back then to uh, LA and he put together a seven-page memo called A Practical Guide to the Hero with a Thousand Faces and he sent it round Disney. Eventually, it came to the attention of Disney exec Jeffrey Katzenberg and Vogler was promptly moved to help with The Lion King. And we can really map that hero's journey onto The Lion King quite easily. So from there, the model has been like a blueprint for Hollywood screenwriters to use ever since. And in the words of Mr. Vogler himself, the myth can be used to tell the simplest comic book story or the most sophisticated drama. The essential characters can be combined or divided into several figures to show different aspects of the same idea. The myth is infinitely flexible capable of endless variation without sacrificing any of its magic and it will outlive us all. That's cool, I think. It is fascinating, this stuff. Now, there's been lots of adaptations since. Uh, Joseph Campbell started with a 17-step framework, uh, which moved to 12 with Vogler. And then recently, a guy called Michael Haug has adapted it to a six-step framework to be applied more easily in business. And you can find out more in Michael Haug's book, Storytelling Made Easy, or hang around and catch the next storytelling episode where I will be covering that one off for you. 
So I've been working with Vogler's 12-step and Haug's 6-step model in my speaking and in my business because they've both got things about them which are really cool. And it also, working with this stuff and other concepts led me to create a storytelling template for speakers that attempts to bring both models and these other concepts together. But that's what I want to cover off in a future episode. In this show, I'm going to cover off the 12-step model. So I mentioned in the last storytelling episode about the arc of the story, the beginning, the middle and the end. And essentially, the hero's journey is that arc broken down into 12 separate bits. Now, in the first bit, the first step, it's called the ordinary world. We're introduced to the hero, funnily enough, in their ordinary world. And we get to see some of their personality, their character flaw and their desire. And this is the point at which you want to get the audience to relate to and engage with the hero. Because as I said in the last storytelling episode, we live vicariously through the hero. So that's really an important part of this. And in this ordinary world, uh, in film examples, you can see characters like Luke Skywalker on his farm, his parents' farm in Tatooine, or Dorothy and Toto in Candace with a exuberance and overactive imagination. And then there's overprotective Marlin and Nemo in their anemone. I can't say, I can never say that word. Anemone. I think that's it. Anemone. Uh, tell me in the comments if I said that wrong, but I think it's anemone. Anyway, in a business context, in the ordinary world part, you talk about the current situation and it could be about current structure and its flaws or an IT system. By the way, quick tip, if I try to sell an IT system as a part of a change, I always try and use metaphors. I might compare the new system that I want people to buy into to a Ferrari and the old system to a Trabant or a Skoda. Although to be fair, Skodas have come on in recent years. So after we're introduced to the ordinary world, the second stage is called the call to adventure. This is where the comfort of the hero's world is disrupted and the stakes are established. Now in rom-coms, it could be when the hero or heroine sees their annoying love interest for the first time. With Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, it's when Toto gets taken by Miss Gulch. For Katniss Everdeen in The Hunger Games, it's when her sister gets chosen to be in The Hunger Games. And in business, it's when you talk about the burning platform for change. In the previous episode, I talked about Simon and his call to adventure was knowing he needed to go for promotion in order to afford a bigger house for his family. The next step or next stage is the refusal of the call. And this is where the hero steps back from the threshold of adventure because they're fears and insecurities. The hero's not willing to make the changes necessary. Now, this is a really essential part of the story for sort of communicating the risks and keeping the audience engaged. It shows what's at stake. And some examples from the movies are in Finding Nemo, Marlin wants to get his son Nemo back but he doesn't want to go into the open water by himself. Now, Dorothy, having run off after Toto uh, and seen Professor Marvel, turns back after Professor Marvel tells her it's too dangerous. And in business, I believe the refusal is equivalent to the objections that people come up with to taking action. So in a restructure, it could be fear 
of and resistance to change or okay, a new system introdu introduction. It could be angst about new technology. And in Simon's case, it was the fear of speaking in public that stopped him applying for the manager's job. Now, stage four is where the hero meets a mentor to gain confident insight, advice, training or magical gifts to overcome the initial fears and face the threshold of adventure. Think about Mr. Miyagi in The Karate Kid. I bet the phrase wax on, wax off just popped into your head then. Then there's Dumbledore in Harry Potter, Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars and so on. Trust me, when you get hold of this framework, you'll see it in all the films and TV programs. Applied to business and speaking, this is where you guide your staff through change, equipping them with new skills or knowledge and overcoming the objections. Ideally, using the epiphany bridge concept I introduced you to in episode five. Okay, next, the hero or heroine makes the decision to cross the threshold and this is when things start to hot up. Dorothy sets out on the yellow brick road. Harry Potter heads to Hogwarts and so on. It's when they're prepared to take the leap and cross from their ordinary world into the special world. They've got to confront an event that forces them to commit and from which there's no turning back. Now in a business context, for those of you that do product launches, for instance, it's when your potential client buys your program. They invest in the course and they commit and the journey begins. In a corporate setting, it's when your people accept the change and start looking towards the future rather than hanging back in the past. As a speaker, your job is to get the audience to this point by the end of your presentation ready to cross the threshold and make a change in their life, think differently, buy your stuff, etc. But there's more on that in the next storytelling episode. Now, stage six is where the hero encounters tests, allies and enemies in the special world. So if this was a play, we'd have just hit act two. And this is where we see how the special world contrasts with the hero's ordinary world. So in Star Wars, Luke meets Han Solo in the cantina. That was a brilliant part of the film where there was all those weird aliens. I always remember that. And in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy meets the Tin Man, the Scarecrow and the Cowardly Lion. And do you remember in Harry Potter after he runs through platform nine and three quarters and gets on the train? That's when he meets Ron and Hermione, but also Draco Malfoy and his henchmen. In business, for this stage, it can be the trials and tribulations of projects that encounter difficulties. And also when someone buys a course these days, you know, one of those online courses that have Facebook groups sort of thrown in. It's really, I think it could be like meeting all the other students in the Facebook group and coping with the problems and challenges on the way to achieving the goal of the course. Next comes the approach to the innermost cave. Ooh, sounds ominous, doesn't it? This is part planning and part preparation for the big confrontation. This is where the hero is approaching the place where the object of the quest is hidden. And often things at this point can look pretty bleak. In The Wizard of Oz, this is the part when they're approaching the witch's castle and the scarecrow gets torn apart. And Luke and Co from Star Wars are sucked into the Death Star. In business... 
It's things like last minute glitches before a big launch or system cutover. And for Simon, back in episode five, it's preparing to do his first presentation. The eighth stage is the supreme ordeal. This is the central life or death crisis, during which the hero faces their greatest fear and most difficult challenge. Remember Indiana Jones and his love interest when they were sealed in with the snakes. Nice. E.T. dying on the operating table. Oh, that sounded bad, me laughing. I wasn't laughing about laughing about the snakes, actually. Um, and quite often, it's when the hero appears to die and be reborn. Think of Harry Potter in the last film. And it's also where the hero must overcome their flaw. The flaw has to die. That bad thing about them needs to be put to bed in order for them to become transformed. The audience waits in suspense and the hero gets greater insight or powers to face the journey back. In business, this is where the change is implemented or the product gets launched. For my students doing their stand-up comedy course, this is when they get on stage and do their routine, facing the fear that they could die on stage. Do you see what I did there? Next, having survived death, beaten the dragon, overcome the inner flaw, the hero now gets the reward. The reward can come in many forms, greater knowledge, insight, or a magical sword. In movies, this is where the hero gets the girl or the boy and Nemo is freed and Luke and co get the plans to the Death Star and so on. But it isn't the end of the story. It gives the audience and the hero some time to catch their breath and replenish their energy before facing the road back. In business, launching a new product, introducing a new structure, or getting a new skill doesn't mean the journey is over either. This is when we talk about embedding the change. Or if you sold a course to students, you might have the cash, but then it's all about delivering on the promise. Now, stage 10 of the hero's journey is known as the road back. And if we're talking about plays again, this would be where act three of a play begins. This could be just as challenging for the hero as crossing the threshold was. In movies, some of the biggest car chase scenes come at this point. And um, think of Bond films where the villains lost the prize but wants revenge. Or in E.T. or the moonlight bicycle flight of Elliot and E.T. when they're trying to escape from the government. Now in business, it's finding a way for things to get back to normal after a big change has happened. Committing to a new way of working. For my Titter stand-up students, it will be coming down from that high of performing and facing the world with the knowledge they've done something others daren't. And it's also about trying to put their new skills into practice in other environments and using the experience to grow further. Cool, we are almost there. Stage 11 is known as the resurrection or atonement. And this is where the hero emerges from that special world transformed by their experience now at this point there can often be a final challenge you know i don't know if you've seen transformers or superhero films where you think it's over and then there's another battle if it's a rom-com there could be another test to see if the hero or the heroine really has changed and deserves the other person's love in a bond film it could be that final confrontation with the villain and finding nemo it's where marlin has got to let little Nemo do something dangerous and release those fish caught in the net. So what about business? 
Well, it's that moment after a change, you know that one, where the departments who have previously worked in silos face a challenge and could choose to go back to working in silos or embrace working with other departments towards a common goal. For those facing their fears, especially in presentations, for instance, it actually could be the second presentation they do, and so on. And now we're on to the final stage of the hero's journey, and that's called Return with the Elixir. Now, the heroes earned the right to be accepted back into the ordinary world. And the elixir could be something that they have to share with others or to heal the wounded. It could be love, wisdom, knowledge or experience. And this is where, especially in things like case studies and testimonials, this is where we get to see the impact of the change or the transformation on the hero's life. Whether it would be Marlin happily letting Nemo go off to school, Dorothy back in Kansas with her family happy to be home, Luke taking his place as a Jedi with his new sister and so on. And in business, this is where all the effort and change results in increased revenues, efficiencies and in a course context, it's where the coach actually delivers on their promise and gets the real prize, which is the testimonial. So this is the full-blown story arc that you can use if you're a speaker, corporate leader or entrepreneur to craft the stories that create those aha and epiphany moments for your audience. It's powerful stuff and you can see the stages of the journey everywhere. In adverts, sitcoms, fairy tales and so on. Think about those Lynx adverts and car adverts and something. You can see the arc even in those. Now, coupled with the essential ingredients of stories that I covered off last time, the hero, the conflict and the desire, with the hero's journey and the 12 steps, you've got everything you need to create some fantastic, powerful, impactful stories to engage, to entertain and to convert your audience. Now, as I mentioned the last time we talked about storytelling, there is even more to it. And in the next storytelling episode, I'm going to be taking you through the shorter model, the Michael Hogg model for uh, business, which is more geared towards business, and my model for speakers to apply this to their talks. But that's it for this, this episode. Thank you again so much for listening in. I so appreciate you giving me your time and your attention. I hope you found the hero's journey useful and fascinating like I do and, and you're going to be seeing it everywhere now you know how it all works. So remember if you're not subscribed go ahead and subscribe. I don't want you to miss an episode and neither do you and if you want to leave a review on iTunes that would be as ever a fantastic thing for you to do. Be really grateful and don't forget share it with friends, tell people. I'm sure this will be helpful for them too. Well, have a great week. See you next time. And don't forget to grab life by the nuts and get cracking. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.